0: Oliver ignored the security guard and climbed into his car. The engine fired up. He put his foot down and the MG's wheels spun on the icy cobbles. He headed up the long driveway toward the main gates. By the gatehouse, another security guard was standing talking on a radio. The tall, gilded, wrought iron gates were gliding shut. Oliver aimed the MG at the closing gap and rammed them. He was thrown forward in his seat and the car's front wings buckled, but he made it through and kept going. The guard yelled at him to stop. He accelerated hard down the icy road. Within less than a minute, he saw the lights of a car behind him, dazzling in his rear-view mirror as it gained in speed. Snow-laden conifers flashed by in the yellow glow of his headlights. He saw the sheet ice up ahead, but it was too late to do anything. He felt the car go into a skid as he hit it, and grappled with the wheel, just managing to regain control. The car, travelling behind him, hit the glassy surface in his wake and spun into the trees at the side of the road. Twenty minutes later, he was back at the guesthouse. He parked the dented MG out of sight around the back and ran up to his room. The storm was gathering, and wispy snow was giving way to torrential rain that drummed on the roof. The lamp on his desk flickered, as he turned on the laptop. It seemed to take forever to load up. He didn't know how much time he had. Come on, come on, he implored. Logging onto his email account, he scrolled urgently through the inbox to a message entitled The Mozart Letter. It was from the professor. He hit reply, his fingers jittery on the keys as he typed. Professor, must talk to you again about the letter Urgent. We'll call you. Have discovered something. Danger. He hit send and fumbled for his phone, attaching it to the laptop with a USB cable. Calm. Stay calm. Working fast, he downloaded the video clip file from the Sony Ericsson onto the hard drive. He didn't want to look at the video, but knew he mustn't be caught with it. There was only one place he could send it safely. He would email it to her. Then she'd definitely receive it wherever she was. The lights went out halfway through typing the email. In the darkened room, the screen was telling him his internet connection was broken. He swore, picked up the phone. Dead. The storm had taken out the phone lines too. Oliver bit his lip, thinking hard. The laptop was still running on its own power. He dug in his briefcase and found the CD-ROM he'd been using to store his research photographs. He slammed it into the laptop's disk drive and hurriedly copied the video file onto it. Fumbling in the dark, he found the box set of Mozart's opera The Magic Flute. He'd been meaning to post it back to her anyway, and had already stamped and addressed the padded envelope. He nodded to himself. It was the only way. He pulled out one of the Mozart disks and put the CD he'd just copied in its place. Grabbing a marker pen, he scribbled a few quick words on the disc's shiny surface before he placed the music CD on top of it and shut the box. He prayed that if she saw it before he got there, she'd take his warning seriously. He knew there was a postbox not far from the guesthouse, off the square at the end of Fischerstrasse, and he ran downstairs and out into the street. The power was still down, the houses in darkness. The lashing rain had turned to sleet, and his tuxedo was quickly soaked as he jogged down the slushy pavements. Dirty snow lay piled against the sleeping buildings. The streets were deserted. Oliver shoved his package into the postbox, his fingers shaking with cold and fear, and turned back to the guesthouse. Now, to pack his things and get the hell out of here, fast. He was fifty yards from the darkened guesthouse when the powerful headlamps came around the street corner and washed over him. The big car bore down on him. He turned to run back the other way but slipped and grazed the knee on the pavement. The Mercedes pulled up next to him. There were four men inside. The back doors opened and two of them stepped out and seized his arms. Their faces were grim. They bundled him into the back seat and the car powered away up through the quiet village. Nobody spoke. Oliver sat staring at his feet in the darkness. The Mercedes came to a halt and the men pulled him roughly out of the...